The last kid finally finished their homework. The laundry's done. Sports clothes are out. Kids ate. (laughs) I think everything's ready for tomorrow. And I didn't even go in the clinic today. As a matter of fact, I've been on FMLA. Because my dad, who was a physician, family physician, unexpectedly died. And I've been out mourning his death. And as this new season of my life has begun, I'd like to welcome you to season three of the 1% Code Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code Podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Melva, board-certified radiation oncologist, serial entrepreneur, franchise owner, mom of three. And in this new season, it is dedicated to my father, Dr. Melvin T. Penn Jr., MD, MPH, Family Medicine Physician of the Year by the Academy of Family Physicians. My hero, he believed in the art of medicine and he served and he set the foundation along with my mother for what it meant to really make a difference and stand behind what you believe in every day. So the reason that I've shifted the focus intentionally to serve physician entrepreneurs on the 1% Code podcast is because, and I'm going to be honest with you, In this time, and it literally is emotionally, energetically, everywhere, a new season. And I want you to feel this. I want you to embrace this. My children are all three going to be at different schools. We're in elementary, middle school, and high school. We're on new sports teams. I've lost a parent, best friend, my father, my role model in medicine. My mother's best friend, they were married for 51 years. So as I enter this journey, I really had to face a couple things. And one of those was courage. And physicians, I want to talk to you about fear because this is one of the biggest things that as I've coached and talked to clients, especially physicians, fear of failure comes up and courage comes up and belief comes up. And you know where that started? It started, a lot of it started with the, when we got into medical school, it was look to your left, look to the right, and who won't be there? A lot of this has to be undone. And for me, I had to work, and I've been working on this time that I took a mental health break, and I wanted that to be put out front. 
And so when I finally got up to the point where I could post on social media about the loss of my father, which was July 26th of 2022, when my father passed away, I don't think I even posted on social media until maybe a week or so later. You know, it was, it was the, uh, I lost that self-trust in myself in that first job post-residency when I was questioned. I was questioned for my, I don't know, it was just everything. I I was board certified, I was well trained, and I, I was thrown into a practice. Most likely, like a lot of you listening, where, where I was questioned, just for the simple fact that I was thrown into a practice that was previously private practice and the hospital acquired the group. I know many of you were in that situation and, you know, many of the group had previously had, you know, I don't want to give it away, but like a million weeks of vacation and the new people coming in had like an hour, you know what I mean? <laughs> being facetious and when we were put into those situations you you kind of figured it out I got to the point because those of you haven't met me or if you don't know my backstory if you're just now listening to the one percent code podcast thank you so much for being here I decided hey I know my value I know my work I know my worth I was an entrepreneur before I was a physician and so the value that I can bring to physicians is that because I knew my worth I decided that is enough. When you are an entrepreneur, you're able to get your time back. You're able to make decisions and you can still practice clinical medicine just differently in a, in a way that gives you freedom. And you know what you get to have? And I talked about this on the 1% Code in previous seasons and episodes, that walkaway factor. And you know what that walkaway factor does for you? It helps you once you do the work and you get yourself trust in yourself back and you get that self-belief back you get that power back that you had before you got into medical school right remember when you would take a test and you were the smartest person in the room you had the highest gpa you were on the committees and you did the community service and you were building habitat for humanity and you were at the food banks and you were doing your own projects and you were changing the world and you would light up a room You weren't fussing in physician communities of different types about who was getting their loans paid off or, you know, people were judging you thinking you had the most money and all of the things that we find ourselves caught up in today, right? You weren't worrying about someone needing a physician to sign off on someone else's privileges that maybe had less education than you and worrying if there was enough critical thought and education. Those weren't your issues, right? You were to place a power, well-educated And you are out there to serve and make a difference in the community. Those are the physicians that are entrepreneurs who I want to help. You know why? Because a lot of my money for years just went to courses and classes and instructors. Not all of them, but many of them who saw me as a target. And all they saw on my back as Dr. Melva Pin Bingham were dollar signs. And it's happening to a lot of you doctors too. You know why? Because I saw you in the same classes. I saw you enroll in those classes. (laughs) I saw that you were a paid member. And then I saw you in the next one. And you still hadn't done anything, right? Because 
you didn't have enough time or maybe you tried it and didn't work and then you know you signed up for the next one and then you were in the free master class and you spent all the time and then you bought the ten thousand dollar branding package and then it never turned out right and then and then you had a lot of time but then you know you, you had a kid later because medicine didn't really let you have one or your first job didn't keep you and then you know, like you tried this email server, but it didn't work because it, you couldn't get technical help. And then, you know, you hired an assistant, but the assistant didn't really work out, but you were paying them a lot of money and you didn't know you could go on Fiverr for $5, right? You get stuck. And then no one really told you that, hey, it was how you believed something that someone told you when you were 10. And if you would just maybe listen to Tony Robbins a little bit more, you would understand that you have everything that you need right now. And what you focus on, you find, right? But then you weren't around like-minded people and so you lost that motivation and you forgot, right? These things take time. 80% of it is mindset, but you have to have that 20% of strategy and you have to find your people. Like I'm not for everybody. Some coaches aren't for everybody and some people are a bunch of fluff. Some of us like to get right down to the point. What do I need to do? What's step one to get in action? What's step two? Other doctors, we need accountability, some of my clients just need to meet and talk with me and, you know, to make sure they're actually doing something, <laughs> right? So docs, I get it. Physician entrepreneurs, I get it. But let me tell you why I never really wanted to work with doctors. Because when I first started this whole, you know, online, you know, social media thing, which was a long time, by the way, I was online back when it was like the AOL, remember the little thing you had to like do the dial up back in Charlotte, North Carolina <laughs> at the time when my father could still come in the room and I wasn't listening and I told him like, you know, I could do whatever I want and, and my parents got that real straight, right? That's why I'm such a well-behaved um, adult. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have been doing this for a long time. I used to go to like flea markets, get books and like resell them back when you could do a package of books at the flea market with like one of my close friends' moms. And, you know, my husband and I had shoe, you know, like shoe stations. And we used to do after like a hurricane, go get a, um, what do you call it? Like the, go cut down, well, I wouldn't cut down trees, but like, you know, after a storm, go to the store and get the, what do you call it? Like the, the salt, it's late at night. Like literally I'm doing this late at night because this is what doctors like, all y'all are up. I went and did a face, you know, I did a Facebook live the other day. Y'all are up. I know you're up at night. So I might as well, I'm talking to physicians now. Like this is what I am, right? You know, so that's the, the reason. But anyway, my point is I've done this for a long time. So I understand how entrepreneurs think. And that was the other problem. I got confused between my physician identity and being an entrepreneur. It's different physicians. You can't go in like a physician and do business that way. Physicians think... <laughs> and business think are different, okay? So I wanna help you because when you get those identities mixed up, things happen like you hire staff that are dependent on you, like in the clinic. You need independent workers. You want people that can work independently to get your project done. So you have to start thinking like a CEO and you need to hire CEOs sometimes because that's where passive income happens. Other things, and you can look back at the first season because it's applicable. Um, when I talked about this is there are tons of ways to make money for multiple streams of income, but it doesn't mean that all money is the way you want to make money as a physician. You may have no interest in it. You know, I have done and I realized that, you know, sometimes I just sign up, of course, 
for a course of how to make money, learn the techniques and realize I had no desire to do it. And that I really just wanted to see how it could help somebody else make money who'd be interested in that type of thing. Like I was not the person in the course that was going to make the most money. That wasn't my intent. And it would just drive coaches crazy. They were like, well, we know you're capable. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, first of all, I would do this a whole lot differently. And I don't know why you guys are doing this because while I was in your course, I saw something you did and I just went and made a hundred thousand with that part you just skipped over. <laughs> you know, it was just like, that's what physicians do. That's why we're so brilliant. Because I have seen physician entrepreneurs in action. I want to see more physician entrepreneurs. Because as a patient myself, another thing that happened in 2022 for me is I was diagnosed, and this was a long time coming because I think it just wasn't put together. And I finally slowed down enough to see other talented physician entrepreneurs, real estate investor, Sjogren's, you know, disease, autoimmune disease. So I've had dry eyes for a long time. I thought I had, you know, what do you call it? Like carpal tunnel on both wrists, which I guess if I'd seen a physician, they put that together. You know, so my life changed. I've been seeing an eye doctor, had a lot of help. Maybe if physicians, more physicians were entrepreneurs, I could have had more long-term products that helped me. Right? So as a patient, I want physicians that are seeing and helping each other. And then as a mother, there's so many products that physicians have experience and our brilliance. We can help more people. So I want to serve physician entrepreneurs, right? Like this is what this is about. I'm excited about the physicians that are going to come on here for interviews. Just sharing your stories at all different points of entrepreneurship. You know, those who are like me who have just been, let's, let's, let's just call it what it is, straight up hustlers, right? Like you, you see the opportunity for money. And a lot of times I see other people who business is not their thing. They're just, they just love their little hobbies and they're not trying to monetize it, but they love someone like me who's like, actually, you could go ahead and pay for that bill if you just do this one little thing. Can I just help you do this one little thing? I mean, I just can't help myself. And you know, my family or the people who've known me forever, they know how that is. They're like, yeah, let, let Melba come through. She'll just, she'll just go ahead and do that for you. And you know, one thing my, my mother and father always joke about, they're like, yeah, Melba's probably already done that. She probably already submitted it and just changed it. And I kind of laugh and I'm like, yeah, I already, already did that. I, I, I submitted it for you. Or I made that change. I just, it's one of those things. And when you find your thing, your business thing that you didn't even realize was could be or is a passive stream of income for you, you literally can do it with your eyes closed. And for me, as a radiation oncologist, hard talks, talks around death and dying, talks around a cancer diagnosis and, and dealing with difficult conversations. So when a patient comes in and I work in rural medicine because, and I have this conversation over and over and over again with physicians, when you're burnt out, when you can't get that family life balance and being there for your kids. And, you know, I've had that conversation so many times with physicians. And I mean, I guess I should have paid attention. I mean, I did, but, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I can just write this in the group. That was a decision for me. When that comes into play, yeah, I, I've helped a lot of physicians with that. I can do that with my eyes closed. I'm the hard one. Like hard conversations, I got you. You know, I, I can do that. I can go in there and match the energy and, you know, patients come in one way and they leave out the other. And my staff is just like, okay, this one's for you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you. Okay. I got it. <laughs> you know, but then I, I'm going to take off the next week. 
So, and that's another reason I took a mental health break because I knew, especially with my dad dying unexpectedly, I mean, we never know when anyone's going to die, right? But I knew I needed to take time for me. And again, I'm going to say that again because doctors, take time for you. Let your cup be full. Also, if you haven't considered entrepreneurship because of fear, fear of failure, I want you to fail fast. Get started. Push the start button. Get over that perfection. You know, I, I, I've i gotten on LinkedIn and I, I talked about this or I filmed it. I don't even know when this is going to come out, but I, I didn't really do much else on LinkedIn because why? Because of courage, because of fear, lack of courage, I should say, because my entire professional security is on LinkedIn. You know, all my previous bosses, future bosses. And I was like, well, do I really want to tell them what I do? Well, most of them know anyway, because once I went to this last job, I told them, you know, I know my worth. I had a separate, separate, it's late. So excuse me. I had a separate contract that said, Hey, look, I'm an entrepreneur. These are my rights. Like take me for who I am, you know, and you have to, I want you to have that confidence. I want you to be in the place where they are excited. You are of value, added value. Okay. Physicians own that physician entrepreneurship. And now in 2022, those who have come before you, I applaud physician entrepreneurs. Like I am so excited now. I will be in your inbox. Please look for me. And if I'm not in your inbox and your email, please come to mine. Let's collaborate. I am so proud of what you've done because honestly, I felt like I was, I used to watch, what was it? Pink Panther with the, um, (laughs) the black hat on. I felt like I was like that or inspector gadget, like hiding. I didn't know if, you know, this young entrepreneur who'd been this way since I came out the womb almost could tell other people that I was a physician and an entrepreneur. You know, I used to think I had to write physician and entrepreneur. The fact now that we can say physician entrepreneur, like it's a whole hashtag. We can put it out there, you know, and, and when I, you know, like Dr. Dre, when I work with Dr. Dre, I met Dr. Dre and he said the word, I think it was like 2017, we had a conference, a spoken um, Atlanta with Dr. Gina, I believe in um, some other mocha doctors. And I was just fascinated that Dr. Dre come out with doctorpreneur. I'm like, oh my God, it's a word together. It's a thing, <laughs> you know, and now we've embraced that. I'm so proud of that. And it took me a while, but knowing the struggles that I had that cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, it was a lot. I made a lot of profit back, but I also had a lot of losses, right? But they're not losses, Because all of those things that I learned, I learned a lot. And all of that is knowledge for you. It's skills, right? And I've used that to make a ton of money. This is a public thing, so we're not going to put out how much money I've made, right? (laughs) You know, and, and not only that, I've been able to serve. And specifically, I'm saving so much money for other physicians. Because we have specific physician issues, right? And even just picking physician coaches, but not only that, choosing the coaches that are non-physicians or specialists or vendors that understand how to work with you and what you want to get, what end result, what agenda you have, that is important. And you need, you need to figure that out, okay? So that's what season three is. That's it. You know, so at this point, I feel like I need to go raid... Um, I don't even remember which floors because I'm outpatient now. 
but I need a freezer. I mean, like I need one of those little like, maybe an orange sherbet. Do they even still have those in the hospital? Because I haven't been in the hospital in a while. I'm like outpatient and maybe like some peanut butter crackers. Do they even have that in like the COVID pandemic right now? I feel like that's how I made it through. <laughs> no training. Like that was, that was the diet. That was the diet. You know, like some sherbet and some crackers. I, I think that was great nutrition. So thank you so much for listening. Other physicians, physician entrepreneurs, please invite them to the 1% Code podcast. Let me know what topics I can help you with, how I can serve you. I do have a one-on-one program. It's an eight-week program, the 1% Accelerator, where I can help you start or grow a business in eight weeks. If you're interested in that, please go to talkwithdrmelva.com. I'm excited to chat with you. Thanks for listening. And for any of my fellow physicians listening today, I have a free gift for you. Nine business ideas for busy physicians. To get your hands on it, just go to melvasfreeoffer.com. Again, that's melvasfreeoffer.com. M-E-L-V-A-S-F-R-E-E-O-F-F-E-R.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, leave a rating, and I would love your five-star review.